Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to The Middle with your hosts, Holly Azapati and Jordana Levine. In today's episode, we explore the qualities of your Mars sign. We look at everything from your anger style to your sexual desires and even point out your Mars sign's erogenous zones. We reco an artist and a beauty treatment and guess the celebrity natal chart of an actor whose legendary father passed away last week. It's so sad. Hey, George. Yeah, so sad. And, you know, we were watching different videos all week of Jerry Stiller um, and some of the hilarious, like, roles he'd play. But there were some beautiful tributes that were being um, made about him. It was, it was, yeah. He was, he was old, though. Like, it, it, he'd lived a good life. Yeah, absolutely. If for those listeners who maybe aren't familiar with who we're talking about, we're talking about Jerry Stiller, who played Frank Costanza, George Costanza's father in Seinfeld. But George, you also mentioned he had a stint in King of Queens. Yeah, well, he had a main role. I mean, he played okay. her father in King of Queens, um, and that was I don't I don't even know how long that series ran for, but a very very long time. Very successful in the states, but we didn't okay. do that well here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to guess Ben Stiller's chart. Oh. Yeah, it's a good one. I'm really, I'm really pleased with it. Yeah. Well, what's your, what's your favorite Ben Stiller movie? Tropic Thunder. I think Tropic Thunder is up there is in my top five movies of all time. Really? I, it's one of those movies that I can watch over and over again and pee myself laughing every time. It is very funny. It's got a very good cast. Robert Downey Jr. is definitely the standout in that movie oh, though. Isn't he fantastic? He's amazing. He's so He's good. Amazing. You How about you? Um, I think probably the Meet the Fockers franchise. Yeah. Um, most probably because I just, I love all the characters in that, but I really love Robert De Niro's character because it reminds me so much of my dad. Like he looks like Robert De Niro, but also he can be very much like Robert De Niro when you bring a partner home. <laughs> that is so interesting. Well, we'll have to do Robert De Niro as your natal chart next week. Oh, I would love that. Oh, I yeah. hope it's I hope it's on there. I actually want to find it right now, but look, I'll no. pack that to the side. We'll do it later. <laughs> George, this week's episode topic was your idea, and I am so excited about this conversation. Yeah, I mean, look, I wanted to talk about, I guess, I wanted to talk about the influence of a planet in your natal chart. And we talked about Venus um, a few episodes ago when we talked about flirting, and I think it was a really fascinating conversation. So we are going to look at Mars today, but before we actually talk about Mars itself as a planet, the themes of Mars are power, aggression, determination, but also sexual desire. Ooh, so juicy. So before we start to sort of unpick each sign, I'd love to talk to you about anger because I think the most fascinating thing about the emotion of anger is that it's okay for men to express it 
mm-hmm. as long as it's not directed at women, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> totally. Like it, I mean, socially acceptable. Yes. And for women, we're not really allowed to express anger ever. If we do, no. we're unhinged, you know. Um, PMSing, yeah, commas. Yeah, yeah, it's your hormones. So I think that a lot of women especially have suppressed anger, but it is cool. such an a, important emotion to be expressing. Yes. Um, I... I don't deem myself to be a particularly aggressive person, but Mm. I can get quite angry on the inside and Ah. it festers and then I feel like I need to express it. And that's the issue I have. I'm wondering how you deal with your aggression. Yeah, it's interesting because when I reflect on maybe when I was a little younger and not quite as uh, aware of my emotions and moving through them, I used to, and we spoke about this briefly in the team sports episode, I used to take it out in sport and I used to be like one of the players that would abuse the umpire and like get go off my rocker over the injustice of the three feet rule, you know, like, or putting a shoulder back in someone else. Like, I can't believe I was that person, but that was my way when I was a lot younger to release anger that was very much suppressed. Now, because I'm more familiar with what what's happening in my body physically when I feel, like you said, the festering, because I tend to suppress anger too. I think a lot of women do. It's not comfortable, right? Um, now I'll do the pillow screaming. It's my favourite. Or I'll put on some angry music and just, I don't want to say dance because it's not dance. It's more like wildly throw myself around the house. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think what about I need, you? I think I need to do more of that because I just don't, like... I, I, I'm not passive aggressive because I hate passive aggression. Hate it. If I, if I'm feeling anger towards a person, I'll usually in quite a calm and collective way, let them know why I'm feeling angry. Um, Mm -hmm. because I kind of want to talk it out, I guess. Um, Mm. but if, if I can feel it like boiling up inside of me, I don't actually have a means to express it. So I can usually just um, sort of slip into a lot of Gemini qualities, which is not my Mars sign, but a lot of Gemini qualities of just like overanalyzing stuff and like having an argument with the other person, but in my own head totally feel that strongly Mm. here's what they would say and then this is what I would say back and like if it actually came to it would you really (laughs) well no because I've had the play argument in my head and then have gone to have it in real life and it has just not come out like that at all well you and I have said this flippantly but also uh we mean it when we've said, oh, I'm having an energetic fight with this person at the moment. It's like I'm energetically pulling myself back from this person right now because I am angry. And rather than confront the situation, it's easier to just reserve my energy. I don't know if it's it's not stonewalling them. It's more just being like, I can't even go there right now because I don't know how to manage what I'm feeling. Yeah, interesting. I'd mm. like to talk to you about confrontation because... I don't feel like I'm a particularly confrontational person, but I'm not scared of confrontation. If I need to confront someone or someone feels like they need to confront me, I feel quite confident to be able to stand in my power and listen to what they have to say and then give back my side of the story. Yes. Um, But I've dated especially a lot of men who are terrified of confrontation. So they won't argue or debate a topic with me which which I find in my nature 
and part of my personality that that's my way of hashing stuff out, you know? Yeah. And it's not, yeah. it's not a disagreement. It's a conversation, you know? Yeah. 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 I, I'm terrified of confrontation. I, I really try and avoid it. And that's where I notice people pleaser tendencies to rise in me. I feel like mostly because I had a very tumultuous and angry upbringing where the, like the whole energetic dynamic of my childhood was lots of anger, lots of conflict, lots of arguing. Mm. And so for me, it's like, I don't want that anymore because it was such a big part of my life that I would rather avoid that but it does come at a cost because then I have all of this bubbling beneath the surface and in not as you said it can just be a conversation it doesn't actually have to be an argument or yelling and fighting and I'm yet to find that line so I'll just be quiet where there are moments which is probably like honoring myself and um, my boundaries it would be better to speak up than to be quiet so I'm still figuring that piece out Jord yeah and I think that's something that you sort of like comes with life experience right but as we start to look at the different signs you'll see that some are more geared towards confrontation and and some are less geared and and I mean we could just do it from an elements perspective like course yeah I mean like who do you think's more confrontational as an element fire yeah, for sure. And then like the least confrontational as an element? Water. Definitely. Mm, yeah. So interesting. I also think like to a degree, earth signs, because earth signs will check out. They'll be like, yes. no, not taking part. Where the air yeah. signs will be like, let's talk this out until we're blue in the face. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Even if I'm just talking to myself. <laughs> yeah, and it's so interesting. Like when I was doing research on this, I was looking at lots of different things around anger and um, determination as well because, you know, being determined and being passionate and being angry is all the same kind of energy, right? Yes, but yes. what I found was that even though your Mars can be in one sign, I still think that all the rest of your natal chart is still going to play a massive role in it. So when we do start to unpick the traits of the Mars signs. I don't want you to feel too pigeonholed with that because I know for right. me, my Mars is in Scorpio. I definitely have a lot of Mars in Scorpio qualities, but I think my, you know, quadruple Gemini placements really feed into the way that I argue, the way that I debate, the way that I want to get to the bottom of a problem, you know, my ability to see all sides of the argument, which means I'll happily admit when I'm wrong. You know, all of that seems to play into it too. So you've got to look at your entire natal chart. This is just a bit of fun. That's so true. It, it, like when you think about expressing anger, it's communication style, right? So you obviously want to look at your Mercury as well. And then you do want to look at your moon and how you're, if you're internalizing anger, that's going to be playing out with your moon. There are so many cross-section pieces there. George, on the topic of anger, just, just out of curiosity, do you have any things that if I were to say, like, what makes you angry? Obviously there are heaps of different things, but what comes to mind when I ask you that? <laughs> So many things. <laughs> um, I wish I had time to prepare because I would have written a long Virgo Moon <laughs> list about it. Um, ignorance really yeah. makes me angry. Like really makes me angry. <laughs> um, also, people that have an inability to um, Google something themselves instead yes. of asking me how to do it. Yes. That really yes. makes me angry. Um, Self-entitlement. 
really yeah. makes me angry. Yeah. And I think, I think, um, uh, I mean, look, there's so many things, like there's so, so many. many things, but I think also people that sort of, um, empathy is not the word. It's not lack, lack empathy. It's like, um, people that can't consider someone else in a situation. I just like incons- being inconsiderate. That really angers me so much. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's not in you, is it? Because you can't, you can't understand how someone can show up like that. Yes, yeah. Totally. What about totally. you, Hope? Well, the um, entitlement piece, when you said that, I was like, preach. It, it infuriates me when people expect things to be the way they want them to be yeah. uh, or expect you to show up for them in ways that it's just like uh, totally, just totally entitled. Um, injustice fires me up when something is unfair or I deem something to be unfair. I get really worked up. But what's interesting having this conversation, Geordie, is I'm thinking about moments when I'm angry and it lends itself to me getting like almost emotional. Like I'll cry from frustration and anger Mm. more than I would like yell, which is I'm just noticing that as I talk it out. Um, What else makes me angry? When When I don't feel hurt, when, yeah. when I'm wanting to speak something out and I'm just being, yeah, stonewalled or uh, some, then I'm not being heard. It just frustrates me because yeah. it's like this could just be a conversation. Does that make sense? Totally. It's, yeah. yeah. There are a few things, but as you said, many, many things. <laughs> many things. Long, long, long list long, of things. Long list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do we want to have a look at, the uh, anger and sort of power and determination elements of each sign. Oh my God, I'm so excited about this. Yes, please. Okay. And and like I did with Venus, it's just sort of my interpretation. So absolutely put me in my place. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's start with Aries. So Aries is a fire sign. It's very, uh, they are very impulsive and Mm -hmm. quick to act. Mm -hmm. They like to put themselves at the front of an argument. So it's really all about them and tempers will flare. So, you know, the mantra for Aries is I will. And so it's like, I will do this and I will do that. And if you're not going to do it with me, then that's your problem. Yes. Yes. I feel with Aries very strongly, they will rarely admit if they're wrong. It's like, I'm right. Yes, I'm right. I'm not even listening to you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, Taurus, they're very calm. Um, and they don't, it takes a lot for them to actually get angry when your Mars is in Taurus, um, but they can be very stubborn and steadfast in an argument. So one of my ex-boyfriends had a Mars in Taurus. I just looked it up before and I was like, of course he did because he would decide where he stood in the argument. And then there was nothing I could do to convince him to budge. And that's hard for me because I can be talked around in an argument. Yes. I will happily yes. be talked around and say, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. I see Trent's Tory and his Mars is in Pisces, but I see his Taurian nature a lot of the time in the I'm right and it doesn't matter what you say. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard, isn't it? It's so hard. Yeah. Okay. Um yeah, so I guess this is the other thing, like I said before, we're looking at the Mar- your Mars sign, but you will see it in your in your personality traits as well. So just keeping that in mind. Yeah. So this is Gemini. So Gemini is the first of the air signs. And like I said before, 
I feel a lot of this in my chart, even though my Mars isn't in Gemini. Interesting. So (laughs) in an argument or with aggression, even with determination, all over the place. So it can be very argumentative because they're arguing a million different points of view. (laughs) It's sort of like, but if you looked at it like this, and what about like this? Oh, and actually, now that I think about it, I guess there's also this. Um, And then, (laughs) yeah. So they're contradictory. Well, not so much contradictory, but like it's a good debate. It's like, how many talking points do you want on this? Oh, I would love to have an argument with a Gemini. Yeah, it's great. Um, (laughs) They also, and we'll talk about this a little bit more when it comes to the erogenous zones, but because Gemini is ruled by the hands, they use their hands a lot when they're being aggressive. It's like this and this and that. Oh, you guys can't see me, but I'm being very gesticular right now. I love it. Um, it. And then also I think another sign for Gemini's in Mars might be like um, sarcasm. Oh, yes. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. Um, Okay, Cancer. Oh, bless, bless. So I think um, they'd be quite emotional in an argument, um, quite defensive as well because they take everything to heart. I think a Mars in Cancer, there's a few signs that have passive aggression, but I think that a Mars in Cancer would definitely have passive aggressive tendencies. I was going to say passive aggressive, so bang on. And then the other thing I would say about Cancer is you would never want to attack their loved ones or their friends or their home or they will come with come at you their claws will come out and they will nip you yeah 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 agreed okay leo very dramatic yeah expressive <laughs> performative would they be the ones that like storm off and slam a door I would say so, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, lo- I'm loving this. Totally. And then probably like cry and then the next minute like have like a really straight face. Yeah. Yeah. And they'd probably also be sharing their anger on social media. Ooh, okay. That's a good one. Being like, this is me being really angry right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to prove a point, like to prove that they're angry. Okay. The next one's Virgo and I know your Mars is in Virgo. So I'd like to get your opinion on this Mm -hmm. I feel like in an argument Virgo is going to give you all of the facts Mm -hmm. it's going to outline exactly what you've done wrong (laughs) and also probably how you can fix what you've done wrong yeah Um, I think another trait of Virgo and I don't know where this came from I just kind of fell into it but I feel like Virgos would give you the silent treatment because it's sort of like I know what's going on here and I've figured it out. And until you figure it out, I'm not talking to you. Yep. Bang on. It's, well, if you can't meet me in conversation, because we want to talk it out, like, and in a rational way, it's like, let's just have a clear conversation about this. But if you can't meet me in that conversation, you're on your own. And you're right until you can meet me in that. Also, I have a tendency to when I'm frustrated or worked up about a situation or a person I take to the notes in my phone and I write out very clearly everything that's wrong with the situation and what I would say to that person if I could um so writing things out yeah I think that's a productive way of using the anger um but the other thing is I know when it's not contained I can be quite patronizing so I can really talk down to people uh from a place of oh bless I'm definitely writing you're not 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, I do. <laughs> I've never seen that side of you with me, but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Libra. So Libra is all about peace and harmony, obviously. So they like to stay quite calm in an argument. I feel like intellectually they're weighing up both sides, but they can't actually pick which side they prefer. <laughs> like, am I right or are they right? I don't know. <laughs> um, they're not overly opinionated. And I guess the the interesting thing about a Mars in Libra is that they're opposing. So, you know, you've got aggression met with peace and harmony. So that's actually quite an ill-fitting um, placement. So mm-hmm. I've heard um, Mars in Libra be described as the peaceful warrior before. Beautiful. So it's like, how can I get through this by bringing peace and harmony to it, but still achieve something? I feel like that's a very ideal Mars placement, having Libra in Mars. I think, uh, yeah, but it depends who you're paired with, right? So oh, totally, I, I wouldn't cope with a Libra in Mars because I need someone to meet my confrontation. Okay, this you makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Not that I'm overly confrontational, but if I want to talk it out, I, I don't need Libra to go, no, okay, whatever you think. I mean, that would just drive me insane. Actually, they call me too. <laughs> like if someone's too agreeable, I can't handle it. No, no, not okay. Like, disagree with me. <laughs> um, okay, Scorpio. This is me. <laughs> disagree with me. Um, assertive, intense, and direct. And I, I have to say that I am all of those things. Um mm. I will be assertive with my aggression, but not in an aggressive way. Like, I'll just be like, please, can we just talk this out? Um, yes. Intense is definitely a Scorpio sign. I don't know how, in, I don't feel particularly, I don't feel like a particularly intense individual, but maybe I am. But I can be direct. I feel like another trait in the power, determination, aggressive side of Scorpio is we can appear calm. But really, we're brooding on the inside, which is kind of what I mentioned before. Totally. It actually yeah. feels like Mars and Scorpio and Mars in Virgo are quite well matched. Yeah, maybe. Look, here's the thing about Scorpio and Aries. Mars, so Mars is, uh, sorry, Aries is at home in Mars. That's its okay. home planet. Scorpio was at home in Mars until astronomers discovered Pluto and then they assigned Scorpio to Pluto. But it does still sit in Mars energy very well. Whereas okay. Libra, like I said before, is very opposing. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Now, Sagittarius, I'm sorry. I actually, I'm a little bit lost here. I'm not really sure what the Mars in Sag would be. I feel like, I mean, they're a fire sign. So I feel like perhaps they'd want to have the, like they'd want to have the argument and they'd show up for the argument. Mm. Do you know what? The only thing that's coming to mind when you say that is Benny Drama and his take on Sagittarius. And it's very much that um, New York kind of, I will cut you, like that kind of energy. So yeah, I wonder but that's if... him doing a sun sign hole. Yeah, no, that's true. In Mars. Hmm. I, they're not as dramatic as a Mars in Leo. No way. They're much more mature than that. They're not as angry as a Mars in Aries. They're kind of like the middle ground almost. Yeah. I think I think they'd want to be right in the argument though. That's kind of what what I get from them. Yeah. And I also get the sense that they wouldn't stoop low in an argument. No. Take the like high if, road. Yeah. If it was getting petty, they'd be like, I'm just not interested in that. Yeah, totally. 
Okay, so next we have Capricorn. Um, I think Capricorn would probably be the most frustrating Mars sign for other people to have to relate with because their anger would be very controlled and very calculated. And if it was me, I'd be like, just show me some emotion. Yes, you know? totally. Yeah. Show me what you're feeling. Yeah, and they'd just be like holding it all straight face. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. It'd be hard to read, really hard to even know where you stand. Absolutely. Mm. But very determined sign. So in terms of Mars in Capricorn, then those traits of determination, they're going to be really strong, you know? Totally, totally. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Aquarius. Ooh, I, Aquarius always throws me. Well, I always think of Aquarians like they're the first people at the protest. They're the pers- first people they are going to start a revolution. So I think that they're, it would be quite, yeah, revolutionary, their aggression styles. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, let's create, um, you know, big signs and let's take them out to the protest and let's burn our bras and let's totally wear fairy wings but scream <laughs> profanities. You yes. Know? Yes. <laughs> I love it. How creative. <laughs> They're creative with their aggression. Yeah. <laughs> and then okay. Pisces. Well, you tell you tell me about Pisces since you've got Pisces, one. Pisces, Bobkins, Mars in Pisces. They just keep it all inside and they go quiet and they're not stonewalling you. They're just really, really, really processing inside and they're very, very sensitive and they don't want to hurt you and they don't want to be hurt. So they're just, all I can feel is like, quiet (laughs) do you think that they have trouble standing up for themselves yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. they will much rather keep the peace inverted commas by just accepting whatever's thrown at them and do you know what I don't think just from my experience with Trent obviously I don't think they carry or dwell on it I just think they're like yeah water off a fish's back (laughs) yeah 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 and they just swim through it yeah interesting Okay, so another big part of Mars is sexual desire. Yeah. Yeah, So we spoke about Venus. And, of course, Venus and Mars, you know, they're sort of like they go hand in hand in a way. Um, So where Venus is more about love and heart and beauty, Mars is more about sex and desire. And passion. And passion, yeah. So I think it's quite interesting the different – placements that you can have in the different signs and we'll go through them in a minute but is there anything you want to say before we dive in about sex desire and passion do you feel like you show up in all of those three areas the same even if it's for different reasons yeah absolutely and it's not until sitting and actually thinking about it that I can reflect and go right like for instance what I'm I think about is when I was a lot younger, so before I even met Trent, when it came to having, you know, a sexual intimate relationship with someone, I was very, very closed off until I fully trusted someone enough to let them in. So my first kiss, for instance, George, was year 11, 16 years old, not for, not because I didn't have opportunities, but because I was weighing up when the time was right and I could really trust someone. And it was always in my nature from, from being very, very young that, yeah, I've, I've always been like a sexual person, but with people that I really, really trusted and that almost proved themselves to me. And I could never understand where that came from. But having a look at the way that Mars runs through my chart in Virgo, 
in Virgo, it makes sense. It's like, right, I've got to feel secure, safe, and uh, and able to fully express that side of myself in an intimate context in that environment. And I've always wondered, well, that's not the case with everyone, and why not? So, it makes, mm. yeah, it's it's fascinating to me. Yeah, yeah. How, how about you? I. It's interesting. Like, I've got a my um, Mars is in Scorpio, like we spoke about, and and we'll go into detail in a minute. But it is the most sexual of all of the signs. Yeah. And I found that quite confronting at first because I'm not at, and I'm not saying that these go hand in hand, but this is where my brain went. I'm not at all promiscuous. I would mm. never have sex. And I'm not making judgment here. This is just me. I'm not judging mm. others. But I, I would never have sex with someone that I didn't have feelings for. Yes. And I um, I feel like because they say Scorpio is such a sexual sign that that's what it's, that's what it's alluding to, you know, like promiscuity. Right. Again, three episodes in a row where we say promiscuity. Uh, promiscuity and all the rest of it, but it's not. And then once I could get that out of my head, I was like, yeah, I am. I am very Scorpio in Mars. Mm. I can be quite intense in a sexual relationship, like in a good way, good way yes. intense, very passionate. Yes. And um, what was the other What was the other thing? Oh, desire. Like when I desire something, I have to have it. Really? Yes. See, <laughs> desire desire is something that it's actually my new moon intention that I set with Lena Lover this month was I want to feel desire and desirable because it's actually hard for me, Jord. It's I, I have to work at that feeling yeah. and I'm able to bring it when I work at it, but it does take work. It's not natural in me. Mm, that's Isn't so interesting? that interesting? It is, but I, I guess you're looking at, you're you're looking at your Mars in Virgo, which is an Earth sign. So there's no feeling there, right? Where for me, I don't have a lot of water in my chart. My Mars in Scorpio is pretty much it. So as someone who doesn't feel a lot in most areas of her life and is like, oh my God, emotion, stop. Um, <laughs> when it comes to sex, desire and passion, that's when I do feel all my emotions. Right. Yeah. I, I just find this conversation fascinating because I think maybe people would assume being Leo that there would be a lot of fire and passion in me when it comes to these things, and there actually isn't. Like, I am not necessarily the most passionate lover. Like, I don't get swept up in passion and then, like, have to follow that desire. It's just I'm very pragmatic. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> so, so interesting. What's um, Trenny's Venus? His Venus is Pisces. Oh, so he's... His Venus and Mars is Pisces. Yeah, and mine are both Virgo. We're off, we're exact opposites. Oh, that's cute. Okay. It actually works, but we'll talk about that at the end. <laughs> um, okay, so let's have a look at each sign then. Cool. So we're kind of looking at this in terms of like sex, but also intimacy and desire and passion. So I've kind of lumped them all into the one thing. Yes. Um, Aries, they have a very strong libido. Right. They're very intense, but also very confident. And it's very much, again, all about them. So I think they'd happily satisfy, make sure they were satisfied before even considering the next person being satisfied. Interesting. Yeah. So fun. Um, Taurus, they're very much about the sensual seduction. Mm. So it's a multi-sensory experience. So they'll want to have candles burning they'll want to have massage oil they might have 
I don't know, like an ice cube on your belly or like, you know, like the sensory experience. Can I just say something to that? A Taurian that I know and love and it's not my husband, she said to me once, she's like, so what's your sex playlist and where are your sex candles? When she came over one time and I was like, sex candles, sex playlist. And she was like so shook. She's like, what about your sex lingerie? And I was like, what are you talking about, you crazy Taurian woman? So you just nailed it. That's so funny. Yeah. It's interesting. I wish I was more like that. I feel like I should have thought about all those things, but I haven't. Um, (laughs) uh, Gemini. Whoa. Lots of variety. Gets bored very easily. Needs to be intellectually stimulated at the same time. I think that they find that sexy. And as, like I said, as a Gemini with four placements, even though one of them isn't Mars, I can see that. If you're not meeting me on an intellectual level that is just not sexy at all fascinating yeah but i think the having to mix it up a lot would be a gemini trait do you reckon they'd be really spontaneous lovers yeah like let let's go down this alleyway over here totally oh my god i love that yeah <sighs> cancer <laughs> oh no well lots of affection beautiful likes to feel safe yes i'd say they very much would like to have sex in their home <laughs> since they love their <laughs> yes. home so much they'd like to stay in bed all day yeah i think so and lots of you know lots of talking about feelings do you know what i actually did a bit of research on this a while back just in the context of mars in virgo and the most compatible signs and it is cancerian mars and piscean mars really isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah, because it's a safety piece. Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, Leo, very playful. Yeah. Lots of grand gestures. Yes. And I'm sure they would like to have some mirrors in the room. And I'm sure it would also be about them. Yes. And how hot they look. Yeah. And what about <laughs> from this angle? Yeah. They're Let's definitely making this. sex tapes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably also exceptionally vocal. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, lots of sound. Yeah. Um, Virgo. Do you want me to answer this? Sure, and then I'll tell you what I've written, but go. Okay. Um, we have to feel safe and secure. Yeah. Um, we don't initiate uh, and we it's all about serving the other person. So it's like, what do you want? How can I serve you? Um, and... I I need to stop myself sometimes because it can get quite mechanical. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. This has worked before, so it will work again. (laughs) You know? It's like end results. Oh, Holly. How do we get the best result from this exchange? Oh, shit. (laughs) It's not always like that, guys. This is just, I'm being honest. Well, I definitely (laughs) had love to serve your partner um, because Virgos love to be of service to others. I also had down um, privacy. Like I think that you like to have sex and keep it quite private. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and also I wrote it down, but I, I don't even know what context it would be in, but like clean. Clean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Which might surprise people because I'm messy in all sorts of other ways, but no, clean is important. <laughs> yeah. But also like not dirty sex, like clean sex. You know? Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Okay. 
And also, I don't know if this is just projection, it probably is, but like harder to tap into the libido because we're so uptight. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, yeah. I've always, always struggled with my libido. And look, it could just be a personal thing. But just having this conversation, I'm like, I reckon there could be a Mars in Virgo thing playing out here where I'm so uptight about it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it? Yes. Well, Mm. it's funny, actually, once we get to the erogenous zones, I think there's actually a little bit of something in that for you. So remind me to say something about it. We're going to solve this. I'm so excited. we get there. Um, Libra, hopeless romantic. Yeah. I really really don't know what else to say. I think they just want to be adored. Petals on the bed, Valentine's Day sex, teddy bears. (laughs) Yeah. And what's interesting, um, I know this is a little off topic, it, but it's sort of about relationships too. And I think Libra and Mars would see this. And I was saying this to Holly before. What I what I was reading about, they were saying that a Libra in Mars basically just wants to secure someone to be by their side. So instead of waiting for the one to come across, they'll find someone and call them the one. And just anyone. Yeah, yeah. Anyone. Where Scorpio, which is what we get to now. They said, and I found this so interesting, they said that Scorpios usually find the one a little later in life because they will not settle until they've found that person that they can have the intensity and the passion with that they desire. I, I see that. I see that in you. I see that in a couple of other Mars and Scorpios I know. Mm. I think it's a good trait, George. Well, here are the other not-so-great traits about Scorpio <laughs> Mars. <laughs> And I've got to say, again, it's like when we talk about personality, it's like the imbalance and the balance of the sign, right? So an imbalanced Scorpio in Mars would be very possessive and obsessive. Of course. Yeah. And I can see bits of that within myself, but not to the extreme at all. I'm not not a possessive person, but I do get jealous. And I'm not overly obsessive, but I think I have been in my youth. I think it's something that I've kind of worked Worked through, you know? Um, they are intense, but also so, so passionate and they have a really high sex drive. Honestly, I just feel like Mars and Scorpio placement, if you have the opportunity to have sex with them, I think it'd be wonderful. Uh, Yeah, I would agree. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) You're coming on to me. (laughs) Are you flirting with me right now? No, I'm just, I'm just making a point. Um... (laughs) I think we're actually exceptionally compatible in our month. <laughs> anyway, continue. Um, no, I, I mean, I love you, Holly, so much, and I definitely don't want to have sex with you, but I just think a Virgo in Mars would annoy me. <laughs> <laughs> I think a Virgo in Mars would annoy most, unless it's a Virgo in Cancer or a Virgo in Pisces. <laughs> Thank God I've hit the jackpot. <laughs> okay, Sagittarius. Um Okay, so Sagittarius, they do like thrilling experiences. Like they're the fire sign that likes to take risks, right? Yeah. yeah. So I found it hard to match that with the aggression piece before, but I guess maybe they'd take a risk in an argument not knowing how it's going to play out where you, as a Virgo, wouldn't take a risk in an argument because it's so calculated. Exactly. You know, so that's, so the, sorry, that's going back to the aggression before. When it comes to sex, I think... I don't know. I think maybe they're the people that want to have sex out in public and like almost get caught. Ooh, I like it. Or like voyeurism, like that kind of 
think. Yeah, okay, interesting. Or maybe like what's like wanting to observe something taking place. Yes. Yeah. Or being like, are we going down the route of like swingers parties and things? Maybe. It's I a bit know. adventurous, don't it's you a think? Bit wild. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, Capricorn. Sorry, Capricorns. We love you. Power dynamics, especially in the bedroom. Like, I think they would definitely have to have the power. Dominatrix style? Maybe. But maybe mm. also on just not so dominatrix, like <laughs> to a lesser degree. Yeah. Um, and what I found quite interesting, I've read about this before in terms of sex and creativity, and I think this relates to Capricorn a lot, is that you can either channel all your energy into sexual desire or channel all of your energy into a creative pursuit, but it's hard to channel both of them at the same time. Totally. And I think with a Capricorn, that would be it. Like if they had a big thing at work that was taking up all of their creative potential or even like power potential where they really had to be the boss and run the show and all the things, I think they'd find it hard to also be able to channel it into their sexual desire. But if they didn't have all of that going on at work or some sort of creative project they were doing, then they could channel it all. You know, it's like hard to do both for them. Makes so much sense. Yeah. Um, Aquarius. I just get so stuck on them. They're such an enigma to me. Well, I think they'd be quite experimental and adventurous. I think they'd probably like to wear dress-ups. Yeah, wigs and things. Yeah. They'd be quite kinky. Yeah, I think so. Oh, my God, so fun. Um, And then Pisces. I mean, you tell me. They're the lo- they're lover. They're they're a lover. They just want you to feel held and safe, and they you, you know you make love with a Piscean. Like yeah. it's very much it's it's also about you. Uh, so uh, this is where Trent and I are actually exceptionally compatible in this regard because I feel super safe with him, and I like he wants to serve me as much as I want to serve him. It's a beautiful dynamic, Piscean. Mm. I I can also understand how a Piscean Mars would be way too soft for a lot of people. Because, yeah, maybe like a Mars and Scorpio, for instance. (laughs) (laughs) But there's lots of, like, I love yous and it's very romantic and it's very, yeah, it's it's quite beautiful. And and do you think, I mean, maybe not so much for Trent, maybe it's more of a female Mars Scorpio, um, Mars Pisces trait, but, like, sort of, like, rich in imagination and fantasy? Yes, massively, absolutely. Yeah, in, in the in the story of the conquest or in what's unfolding. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I had a look at the erogenous zones, and guys, I got to say, this is based on basically the parts of the body that are ruled by these particular signs, and then some like really trashy article I found online. So just you uh, know, don't read too much into this. This is just <laughs> a bit of fun. Okay, so the erogenous erogenous zone of Aries and the body part that rules Aries is the head. So it could be like a scalp massage or like stroking of the forehead or like all of that sort of stuff could be quite sensual for an Aries. Aries. Taurus is the neck and throat. Ooh. So take from that what you will. (laughs) It could be a neck massage or it could be a little bit of sound. Oh, yeah, that's way more PG than where I I was going. I know where you're going. A little bit of... Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of hands around the neck. Um, Gemini. 
hands, all about the hands, arms, shoulders, and lungs, which is interesting, Holly, because I think that breathing is a big thing for Gemini. And I think that when it comes to sex, I think that they'd probably able probably be able to breathe themselves into orgasm. Into orgasm. Yeah, that's yeah. a thing, guys, if you didn't know. Oh, our friend that can do this, I want to check there. Oh, my God, can you check it right now? I don't have them on CoStar. Interesting. That would be so interesting to find out. Mm -hmm. Okay, cancer, chest, breasts, and stomach. Ah. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, Leo, heart, and upper back. So, you know, all of these zones, it could be like really light touch on the upper back or it could be an upper back massage. Massage. Yeah. Um, Virgo. Now, this is interesting, Holly. Please tell me, what is it? Abdomen, but also digestive system. So obviously <sighs> your... <laughs> no, but wait. Wait, wait. Obviously your digestive system isn't an erogenous zone, but maybe a lack in libido has to do with your gut. You just give me like full body goosebumps. Not in an aroused way, but in a... <laughs> <laughs> you just really activated my digestive system. <laughs> that makes sense. If my gut is sluggish, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. But and how does someone do, how do you, okay, I just got to work, like touch my abdomen. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, sorry, Trini, I'm so sorry that we have to talk about you with the name, but I'm going to. Maybe Trini could like kiss your belly or like, you know, run yeah. a feather over your belly or like, you know, like it's, it's, it's hey. stuffy stuff or an ice cube over your belly, you know? Or like belly dancing. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was apparently a belly dancer in a past life. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe this is like unraveling everything. Oh my God. Just keep going. I'm wigging out here. Okay. So I feel really uncomfortable talking about this one, but that's what, this is what the trashy article I read said. Libra, erogenous zones, kidneys and anus. (laughs) Oh my God. This is fascinating so take from that what you will I don't think we need there's to talk nothing about it wrong with that no no there's nothing wrong with it but I just don't want to discuss it on the podcast no but I'd love to hear from Mars in I was gonna say Mars in kidneys <laughs> Mars in, Lib- in Libra um yeah let us know if that resonates Scorpio this is interesting so Scorpio is run by your sexual organs so that's Ooh, their erogenous zone. Genitals. Yeah, is are your genitals. Yeah, which is quite that interesting. That makes sense. Um, and that's where all their power comes from. It's like in the sacral chakra. That's yes. very much Scorpio. This is why Scorpios are so damn sexy. Yeah. Because they are literally sex. Yes, they're literally sex. That's what in drives human- them. Oh. Yeah. Oh, fucking Scorpios. Um, <laughs> Sagittarius. Oh. Hips and thighs. There, I like those areas. So lots of like hip sways, lots of hip circles. It being feels touched quite, on the inner thighs. It feels quite teasing, you know, because yeah. it, you're kind of leading to yeah. I like that. Capricorn. Oh no! Oh no! Can I guess? <laughs> <laughs> the nose. No, but that would have been great. <laughs> Just as unsexy as the nose the nose is probably sexier than these things <laughs> oh no 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 feet no no feet can be really sexy people have foot fetishes no yeah, knees 
<laughs> Knees and bones. 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 <laughs> so, so, but some people do get very aroused by a tickle of the back of the knee. Don't you think? That's a thing? No. I'm sure I've seen it on... Um, <laughs> what was that movie? I think it was American Pie. Was it American Pie? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I feel so sorry for Capricorns. Don't. They don't feel sorry for themselves. And this is, <laughs> this is what's so powerful about a Capricorn. It's true. Yeah. They're still conquering mountains. It's right. fine. Uh, Aquarius erogenous zones. Calves, shins, and ankles. Interesting. Calves, shins, and ankles. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They're probably closest to foot fetish as well. Yeah, and then Pisces is feet. Foot fetish. Is it? Yeah. So you know what you got to do? Give training a foot massage. But does he like his feet being touched? Yeah, I've given him foot massages before. He likes it. Oh, he just doesn't say because he's got all these Pisces placements that keeps it all inside. <laughs> Oh my god, guys! Watch. I'm going to experiment this weekend. I'm going to come back and report next week on the androgynous zones. I mean, get Trent. Oh, Trenny. <laughs> to kiss gently my abdomen after I've taken a laxative, and then I'm going to massage his feet, and I'm going to report back and let you guys know. Why are you taking a laxative? To to help my digestive system. Where did you get that misinformation from? <laughs> Please, guys, don't listen to Holly's health advice at all. Fine. I'm, I don't, I've never taken a laxative in my life, guys. That was humour. <laughs> okay, Holly, what's your record? I actually can't believe I've not recorded him before, George. I feel like it's one of those moments where it's like everyone knows him. So he's an artist. He's a Byron Bay artist. Yeah. Jai Vazicek. Oh, Yeah. And- yeah, his stuff is stocked, I mean, online and in Ahoy Trader. Uh, why I love his artwork, I mean, he's got such a unique uh, style, but he does these really awesome zodiac sign tiles. They're ceramic tiles. They're the size of like a postcard uh, and he does them for each zodiac sign. They make a beautiful gift. I received the Leo one for my 30th last year and they're about a $50 to $60 price point. So if you love his artwork and you're not in the market for splashing out 500 plus on a beautiful canvas, you can grab a tile for yourself or for a friend whose birthday is coming up. Uh, His name, I'll just spell it out so you can find him on Instagram, is Jai, J-A-I, and then it's Vazicek, V-A-S. I-C-E-K. His stuff is so beautiful, Jord, that I was on his site this morning thinking that I'm going to save up and splurge on a piece for our room because I don't know. Do you like his work? I I don't really know it. Can you show it to me? Oh, yeah. Okay, so this is the Leo tile. Can you see? Bring it back a bit. It's quite – it's almost like collage-y, but – John, what are you recoing for us today? I'm actually recoing a beauty treatment this week. Um, I just had my first beauty treatment this morning before we started recording the potty since ISO happened. Um, my beautician comes to my house and that just felt like such a treat. But I got an eyelash perm. Now, mm. I don't know if anyone's got an eyelash perm before, but I get them quite regularly, probably every two months. And it is what it sounds like you're perming your eyelashes but it gives them the most amazing curl and they tint them as well and 
you just you don't have to wear mascara you don't have to wear anything my eyelashes actually look better with a permanent tint than they do when i put mascara on so you've got no mascara on right now no Isn't George, they look guys they look amazing yeah it's so good it's so fuss free and um you know after about four or five weeks the tint wears off but the perm doesn't so you've still got it for a while oh. so you can just get tinted again um the, they do take a little bit of maintenance. Like, whole, I don't know if you want to participate, but <laughs> like after you wash your face and after you hop out of the shower, you have to um, comb your lashes with a mascara brush. So that doesn't have mascara on it, just a clean brush. Yeah. Just to make sure they retain their curl. Beautiful. But other than that, it doesn't require anything. I feel like it's such a, a better alternative to eyelash extensions. I know women oh, who get eyelash better. extensions and it breaks your eyelashes off, right? Yeah. And also it's very expensive to be getting yeah. extensions all the time. I'm lucky because I have particularly long lashes, like you outrageously do. long. Um, but even if you don't, you still, I think you still really benefit from a, from a lash perm. I might give that a go. Thanks, Joy. I think Good you should. They'd be great on your lashes hole. You reckon? Yeah. Because okay. you've got long and they're quite thick and dark. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Great record. Thanks. Okay, Holly, guess Ooh. that celebrity natal chart, Ben Stiller. Such a good one. Such a good one. Okay. So I'm just going to drop in and rally off a few of his traits. He's funny, performative. I get a I get a really nice friendly energy from him. Okay. Um and he he's drawn to comedy. And I know we have a theory about Virgo placements and comedians. Mm. So I'm just gonna sit with that for a second and drop in. Is there a fire placement? There is. I'm just gonna I don't, yeah, I'm just going to drop in and say something here. Please. I've seen Ben Stiller interviewed a few times. He can be a bit of a dick. Okay. All right. Like, he's not like Jimmy Fallon is. You know how Jimmy's, like, really nice and really friendly? Ben Stiller can be a little bit guarded and a little bit I know better than you know. Okay, well, this is very helpful because I've not seen him interviewed. So mm. thank you, you because I was I was really lending myself to Jimmy Fallon, guys. I just love him so much. He's the best. He's the best. Okay, so there is a fire sign. There is a fire placement. No water. That's not true. Okay, so there is water. No air. That's also not true. Okay, so he's fire, water, air. There's no earth. No earth. Because I, I was I was lending myself to Capricorn there. Okay. Well, okay, his, so Ven- I- his Venus and Mars is in Capricorn. Makes sense. Which I right. think explains what I just said to you. It, it definitely does because that's what I was feeling. Cool. So now I just need to place them. Fire, water, air. Uh, air rising. Yes. Cool. Fire, moon. No. Oh, okay. So he's water, moon. Yeah. Air rising, fire sign. Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Start with the rising hole. Ben Stiller. He's not Libran. He's not Aquarian. He's Gemini rising. Yeah. Okay. His moon. Scorpio moon. No. Okay, I'm parking moon. 
I don't get Leo. No. Aries. No. Oh, Sagittarius. Yeah. Okay, so he's Sag Sun, Gemini Rising. It's either Pisces or Cancer. <clears throat> okay, I've just got to feel this one. You feel drawn to him, and I think that you. I understand s- him. Saw something in him. Pisces Moon. Yeah. Thank you for that hint. Sagittarius with a Pisces moon in Gemini rising, wild chart. Yeah, and a Venus and Mars in Capricorn, which is just fascinating. Yeah. Because I've seen that. I want you to go and watch an interview with him. He's okay. just a Capricorn sitting there. He doesn't give anything. That is so interesting, George. Yeah. I just, I mean, I guess what we do see is the Gemini. Definitely. Is the, is the like, character. Yeah. The entertainer. Uh and unless you knew him personally, which we don't, the Pisces moon piece. Sensitive soul. Oh, yeah. he'd be really grieving right now. Yeah. Sending our love to Ben Stiller and the Stiller family. Okay, so next week for you, we're going to do Robert De Niro. Oh my if God. I can find his full chart. I cannot wait. I'm if you can't find his full chart, can you just bring his sun and his moon? And I'll yeah, try and guess those as well. Okay, beautiful. And we should say that one of our middle members suggested that we do Harry Styles this app. <laughs> George, George boxed me and she's like, we're going to do Harry Styles. And I was like, already know it. And then she threw a few out and I was like, already know them. And what did you say to me, George? I go, how is it that, how is it that you know nothing, but today you know everything? <laughs> and that, my friends, is hashtag Mars and Scorpio. <laughs> but I said it quite aggressively too, because it was right before we were sitting down to record and I'm like, oh, just FYI, Holly, we're going to do Harry Styles. And she's like, no, I already know he's an Aquarius. And I was like, what? And then she told me his whole chart and I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, what about this person? And she's like, no, Leo. And I was like, sorry, pardon? And then we kept going, we kept going. And then I was like, how is it that you know nothing and today you know everything? (laughs) But then I apologized. It's okay. We're we're still friends. <laughs> so, this month we have a new topic that we're going to be coaching in the middle membership, and it's really exciting, guys. We've decided that the topic's going to be tools of the spiritual arts. Sounds very Harry Potter esque. It does, so isn't it? <laughs> it's exciting. So, what we're going to do is, I'm going to run through with Jord some of the tools that I've learned in my journey toward becoming more psychic and intuitive. So, things like psychometry, that's where you read the energy of an object. We'll also talk about telepathy. And we'll have some activities to honing in your telepathy skills. And we'll play my favorite game, What's in the Box, which is really just around uh, practicing the intuitive muscles. There'll be some other bonus goodies in there. So jump in and join us. It's going to be fun. I'm so excited about that. Like, I'm actually excited to learn because this is Holly's going to be running this show. This is exciting. Yeah, I might even get my pendulum out. We'll just play with all the different tools that you can use in your day-to-day life when it comes to becoming more psychic. So good. So much fun. So we'll be jumping in and doing that at the end of this month. So you've still got a week or two to join us before that one goes ahead. Beautiful. If you'd like to become a middle member, you can click the link in the show notes of this episode. We've also got a link in our Instagram bio, or you could just um, search it on the middle Facebook group and it'll come up there as well. 
You've been listening to The Middle with your host, Holly Azapati and Jordana Levine. If you'd like to join us on Instagram, just search at the underscore middle underscore podcast. If you'd like to follow us on Facebook, we've got a Facebook group dedicated to The Middle. Just search The Middle Podcast. Until next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.